a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What can you do to give your brand a little personality on social media? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect, the podcast. My name is Andy Johns with Word South. I'll be your host once again. And uh, as, as you know, Story Connect podcast is created uh, more for uh, small town, rural telcos and electric providers. Uh, today, we're going to a place that is definitely uh, neither small town nor rural, uh, Detroit. We're going to the Motor City because that is the home of Rocket Fiber, a relatively new broadband provider um, with a fun, engaging brand, especially on social media. I'm joined today by one of the people responsible for that brand, Rachel Wujek, who is a marketing strategist at Rocket Fiber. Thanks for joining me, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I've got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, the idea for this podcast came from a conversation I had with Jordan Kay. She's the director of marketing over at TEC in Jackson, Mississippi. So shout out to Jordan for pointing me toward Rocket Fiber. I was not familiar with you guys, uh, Rachel, until um, she had pointed me out. So um, thanks to Jordan. And then uh, Rachel, if you don't mind, for the, the other folks who may not have been uh, familiar with you guys before, uh, would you tell us a little bit about Rocket Fiber? Sure thing. So we were founded in 2014. So we actually just recently had our fifth year anniversary as an ISP. Um, Started out really with just three guys with an idea to bring fiber internet to Detroit. Um, They had seen all the great things that Google Fiber was doing and noticed that Detroit really wasn't on that roadmap, but knew that with the city having such a big resurgence that this was going to be something that was absolutely necessary for us to become the big powerhouse that we are growing to be today. So started in 2014 with three guys. We're now up to about 80 team members here at Rocket Fiber. And we've grown our network and our different services and products since then. So when we first started out, we were actually following the construction of one of our new rail systems downtown called the Q-Line, which goes all along Woodward Avenue. Okay. And kind of literally like we're building our fiber into the ground as they were building the rails out. Um, And when we first started, we were just doing residential fiber optic internet. And then after that, slowly started expanding out into doing more business services. And that's really what our main focus is right now. We do not just internet, but all sorts of different services like voice, managed services, obviously Wi-Fi and internet connectivity being the the core of it, but also, you know, we work with the cloud, we have our data center, which is located downtown. So we offer a lot of different solutions based on the size of the business and kind of what it is they're really looking for. And we're really client focused as an organization. I think that's kind of what makes us stand out. You know, um, a lot of people, if you talk to them about, you know, who their internet provider is, they might not always have nice things to say. So we really try and set ourselves apart by putting the client first always and really trying to make the service seamless and, you know, as easy as possible from, you know, when they sign a contract to when the installation happens to, you know, our entire relationship with them. Well, it sounds like a familiar story to what a lot of uh, a lot of our listeners, a lot of the uh, small uh, rural telcos um, uh, and, and electric providers who are doing broadband are are up against. And this is certainly not the first time that 
the quality of customer service from some of the big um, corporate um, uh, ISPs has been called into question. So it sounds like some of the same, uh, some of the same advantages and some of the same battles you guys are fighting. Um, the reason that I had you on, uh, and I think that client-focused idea um, is really evident um, on your social media feeds. Um, but as I mentioned in the beginning. Uh, the, the branding that you guys do on social media is really, uh, and particularly Instagram, um, but the branding is really, um, to me from afar, what made y'all stand out. So talk to us a little bit about, um, uh, you know, the way that you guys use uh, Instagram and social media from what we've seen working with um, a lot of telcos. Instagram being so image driven is kind of a tough place for ISPs to be, but you guys do a great job with it being fun and all that. So uh, tell me a little bit about what what you guys um, some of that decision making process to get on Instagram and social media, and then what how that fits into the big picture of what you guys are trying to accomplish. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, definitely with it being super image focused, we had to figure out a way to get our you know consumers and clients to really resonate with the brand. And obviously, the easiest way to do that is with people because. We relate to people. We're all human. So, and since we are kind of priding ourselves as this like faster, friendlier internet provider, we really wanted to show that. So we definitely, if you're on our Instagram, you'll see we have tons of smiling faces. We really try to have a balance of showing both our team and our clients, which really kind of gives us more of like an authentic vibe than some other ISPs might have on their social media. Um, So part of that is including like testimonials from our clients, both with businesses and, you know, our residential clients. And then also um, even our team members, you know, talking about their experience working at the company, why, why we're different, why they enjoy working here. Um, And aside from that, just talking about, you know, kind of giving um, awareness, I guess, to a lot of the different new businesses that are opening up around town and the city that we service. So kind of giving them shout outs here and there too, to really, you know, keep the community going strong because we are close knit here in the city, you know, the business community is still super tight. So we really try to make sure that we're giving those shout outs when we can. Um, And then of course, just even though it's not exactly a physical product all the time that you can really easily showcase we still try to have a balance on our instagram of showing people you know on their computers enjoying what they're looking at on their screens that kind of thing because obviously their internet is running well they're not you know being bogged down by slow speeds or anything like that so we'll kind of kind of have a balance of all that kind of stuff on our account yeah it definitely helps tell that story when you're showing people using the product rather than just talking bits and bytes the whole time um, Definitely. when I'm looking through here and I'd like to get into a little bit of the, the how to, and, and, you know, the, the, how you guys are, are getting the photos, that kind of stuff. But first, um, one of the things that really jumped out and I wish I could say that I coordinated this with the anniversary of the moon landing and all that, but not mm-hmm. quite that good. But one of the, uh, one of the themes that you guys have, and one of the things that makes the social media feed really appealing is you've got a, a rocket man, an astronaut, um, or somebody in, in costume. Yeah. First off, is that you in the costume? And then tell us a little bit about how how y'all um, you know trot trot the spaceman out there. So it's not me. Um, the astronaut has no identity. His name is Commander Gigabit, though. Commander Gigabit, um, I like it. Gigabit playing off of like Gigabit Speed Internet, which is what we provide all of our clients. Sure. Um, 
And obviously, since Rocket is in our name, we thought it would be a fun way to play off of that by having this sort of imagery to balance that out. And having an astronaut seemed like the best way to do that because you're still kind of getting that human form, even though you can't necessarily tell who it is inside. Um, but yeah, he kind of started off as just this like fun idea. When we first launched as a business, we had um, this big like launch video and there was, it showed an astronaut walking down the street kind of thing and plugging cables together, kind of showing like we're lighting up the city and kind of just to get that hype out there. And then as we started really elevating and developing our brand on social, we thought it would be a great idea to bring that back after a couple of years and really play with that and have them around. So sometimes if we're doing events, uh, we'll actually have Commander Gigabit come out and do like little photo ops, you know, kind of like almost a sports mascot, sort of the same kind of concept. But, exactly. Um, he even has his own LinkedIn profile. You can add him on there after the call if you feel like Definitely. it. Um, Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's just kind of this fun way to keep the brand interesting and engaging. I would say so. So how bought in and, you know, looking at the the pictures on here, you, like you said, you guys do have a lot of employees. You've got a team of about 80. Um, how bought in are other folks, you know, and I guess first off, how do you put a spacesuit into the marketing budget and get that, get everybody checked off on that? But, um, you know, how, how bought in is this uh, other employees, um, you know, are they excited to be on there or is it, oh, great, here come the marketing folks again? What kind of buy-in have you had from, uh, from most of the employees there? It depends on the person. You know, everyone here has different personalities. We have a really diverse set of team members here, but the majority of them are really, you know, flattered usually when I approach them to see if they'd want to be, you know, mentioned on social and things like that. I think it kind of helps with um, boosting morale a little bit, you know, them being recognized for all the hard work they're doing on a public space like that is really cool. Definitely. Well, good. I'm glad that that's the attitude. So getting into the technical side of things, because um, they're really high quality photos, you know, I don't know if you're shooting them or who's yeah. shooting them, but the the way that they're composed and, um, you know, the, the lighting, I mean, they're, they're well done photos. Are you the one shooting those or how, what, how does it, um, and I guess on Instagram, you kind of have to on, on the phone, right? But what, what are you using to get it from, um, to get the picture taken and get it up there? Sure. So the majority of the photos are ones that I've been taking, um, in recent months. So we've got just an in-house Canon camera that I'll use and usually just kind of try and find the best natural lighting I can, even if we're inside, you know, trying to figure that out. We have a lot of, since we're in downtown, we have you know, we're higher up in an office building. So we have really big windows, which allow a lot of light to already be in our office, which is super okay. helpful. And then usually I'll just take those photos, put them into, you know, Lightroom to edit them a little bit. If they're, if they seem a little dark, I'll try and brighten them up best I can. And then from there I'll upload them to my phone so that I can just share it on Instagram. And I think that was something that was really big for us because when we were first doing this, really we were just shooting stuff on our phone directly and uploading it right from there, not really caring too much about the quality of the image. And I think that was hurting us for a while. And so part of our big rebrand on social really was image focus and trying to get that quality looking really good, really professional so that people take us, you know, seriously. Right. So we try to have a balance of that, but yeah, for the most part, um, I'm taking them. There are some times where we'll use stock photos here and there if I don't quite have the picture I need, but for the most part, they are ones that I'm taking. Nice. 
When you're putting them together, do you have a goal, whether it's Instagram or some of the other social media, do you have a goal of I'm going to do this many posts per day, week, month um, when you're looking at it? Yeah, I think consistency is really key on social. I mean, you don't have to post every single day. We certainly don't. Um, However, we try to post usually during the week, Monday through Friday, a few times a week on each of our platforms. I usually keep a goal of at least three posts uh, across all platforms and usually kind of tie Instagram and Facebook together since those sync really nicely. And then I'll try and keep a lot more of the um, verbal, like written content and articles and, you know, more of those industry thought leadership type posts on Twitter and LinkedIn. So there's kind of a separation there since obviously Instagram is super image focused. We try to make sure all the imagery is really shared on there. I appreciate that insight. Um, Mm -hmm. so when you're, um, when you're working on social media, uh, most marketers that I know love a good social media contest. Um, and you guys had one recently where you took, um, I'm sorry, was it captain or commander? Commander. <laughs> commander. I didn't want to get that. didn't want to insult anybody right yeah. there. Um, commander Gigabit, you guys had kind of a different version of him that you guys worked into a social media contest. Do you mind telling us a little bit about that? Sure. So, um, we not only provide our services to businesses, but we also do internet connectivity for events, uh, particularly downtown. There's a lot of different festivals that happen. Uh, one coming up this weekend actually is Mopop Music okay. Festival, um, and that's over on the riverfront. And historically, we've had a lot of involvement with them providing the connectivity mainly for like the vendors. So when someone's purchasing food or drinks or merch, anything like that, we have to make sure there's an internet connection so they can process the credit cards and everything like that. Um, and in our uh, contract, we actually get some tickets to give away to whoever we want, basically, you know, our clients or, you know, our followers, those sorts of things. So what we try to do an, another way to really, kind of give those shout outs to some of our other clients is we'll approach a handful of the businesses in the city that have our internet and see if they'll allow us to hide a pair of tickets inside their, you know, their storefront basically. And so what we'll do is um, this year we put them in a nice little envelope and we had, yeah, that stylized version of commander gigabit where he's basically like a Lego man astronaut as a sticker on the front. So with our logo, so people know, what it is when they see it and pick it up or at least who we are and then they'll open it up and inside they have the tickets. So basically we'll just post a picture really kind of cropped in tightly, give a little hint in the caption as to what the store is and then go from there. And usually people will end up tagging us in their Instagram story and saying, thank you. And then we'll just, it's like another way for us to get more content even. So then we'll usually share that on our Instagram stories and that sort of thing too. So it's really fun. People really like it. It's kind of like a fun scavenger hunt sort of thing. And it gets people to go and visit some of the downtown local businesses. So it's really a win. Yeah, it sounds like you've got a couple of different angles um, working there, you know, that it helps your existing customers get some love and, you know, um, yeah, all the way around. I like that and it gets you that content. So sounds like you said a win-win, um, maybe a couple more wins in there. Um, when you're talking about starting a, um, you know, a social media um, program or starting, um, you know, getting out there on social, one of the questions that uh, folks always face is what are we going to sound like? What is our voice going to be? And obviously you want, you want it to be consistent. You don't want to necessarily have everybody's different voice posting different things. And then it sounds like multiple people. 
you don't necessarily want to be super snarky like Wendy's, um, but you also don't want to be super, um, you know, corporate and boring um, like some out there. So how did you guys go about determining what voice you were going to have or what kind of personality you were going to have on, on social media? Yeah, I think it, like really the core of it just goes back to one of our main points, which is just being that friendlier internet provider. And so really talking about the benefits of our service and what we provide, but also just showing both sides of it, showing how happy our team is to work here and showing how happy our clients are to have our service really hits home for a lot of people. Um, and yeah, not being too snarky about it. We don't want to be seen as like, that's, you know, small startup that's just trying to jab at the big guys. We just really want our main goal is just to make the experience of having internet better for everybody. And if we can show that in our content, then we've done our job. That's a good way to think about it. Last question I had for, uh, for you, when you are talking to other folks, or if there is somebody who's listening, um, who says, you know, we we're on social media, um, but we're just kind of there to be there because we have to be, um, but they would like to try something creative like you guys have. What's some advice, um, like I said, whether they're just kind of treading water or whether they're not on social media yet, um, what's some advice you have on somebody who's kind of taking the plunge and jumping off and trying to take it to the next level? I think really you need, before you really start posting, is you really need to evaluate what type of person you're trying to attract on social media, like who your target audience is. Because if you're, for instance, trying to target you know, an older demographic and you're talking like a millennial, that's not going to resonate with them. So you really need to think about that when you're projecting your voice on social media and even the imagery too, what is going to be relatable to the type of person that you want to gain business from essentially. I think that would be one of my biggest thing, my biggest pieces of advice for sure. Always a good idea to keep that audience in mind. So um, definitely good mm -hmm. advice there. Well, Rachel, I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time. I know um, you're busy up there, um, but thank you for taking the time to talk with me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. She is Rachel Wujek, the marketing strategist with Rocket Fiber up in Detroit. I'm your host, Andy Johns. Thanks for joining me. We'll go ahead and put a link to some of the um, social media profiles for Rocket Fiber in the show notes for this episode. So you can go and check them out yourself. You can go meet um, Commander Gigabit and you can do like me. And uh, right after we finish recording here, go and ask to be his um, connection on LinkedIn. Uh, that's not something you get to do every day. Uh, Rachel, thanks again. Thanks everyone for listening. Until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.